0: Startuprad.io, your podcast and YouTube blog covering the German startup scene with news, interviews and live events. Hello and welcome everybody. This is Joe from Celebrate.io, your startup podcast and YouTube blog from Germany, as well as the first internet radio station 24-7 dedicated to startups and tech companies if you haven't done already so make sure to like and subscribe and comment down here wherever you're listening to this or watching this today i have three guests here um and we'll take a little review of the rhine mine region for everybody who doesn't know that that is more or less the area around frankfurt uh spreading into three different state hessen the state we are living in, in Frankfurt. Then there's a, bisschen, a little bit Rhineland Palatine, Rheinland-Pfalz with the city of Mainz. And down there, there's even a part of Bavaria. Guys, I would like to welcome you here. Uh, let's start first with the one nobody has heard about on my podcast yet, at least in person. Hey, Christian, how are you doing?
1: Hi, I'm doing really good. Thank you very much.
0: Welcome. Uh, can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure, yeah. So I work as a copywriter and WordPress developer. And in the startup scene, I was and I am active since uh, one and a half to two years with my podcast. It's called the Connecting Dots podcast. And for my podcast, I connect the dots in the stories of the founders. So I reflect with them on the founder's journey, talk about their lessons, their highs, their their ups and downs. Um, Yeah, that's what I'm doing. And there is Mario.
2: Hi, I'm Mario. I'm the CTO of Fastbill uh, in the area of Frankfurt, uh, active since, I don't know, 2011 or so, uh, have been uh, involved in multiple startups since then, and uh, well, I'm happy to join this podcast to talk about what happened in 2020, because there's a lot of stuff to talk about.
0: Yes. Plus, there is, as many people may already know, Pedro, who's not only our community manager here at StartupRate.io, but also the founder of the Startup Block Frankfurt Valley. Hey, Pedro, welcome. Hi.
3: Hi, everyone. So it's nice to be back. The last interview that I made was some weeks ago uh, because I'm a founder of a startup called Experience Plus. Uh, if you haven't uh, seen it, please go there on our library and check this interview with Joe. Uh, but apart from a founder, I've been yeah building ecosystems and working with different startups here in the region. Um, I'm sitting here and today I want to talk about some of the uh, milestones and uh, the top red articles that we had at Frankfurt Valley. Uh, so let's get ready.
0: And for everybody who's listening to this, who is uh, uh or watching this down here in the show notes, there will be a link to our blog post. And we have all the pieces of news and articles and links down there. So you don't need to understand German and English just by listening or watching us. Um Guys, um just make it a little bit open here. Uh, what would be your key takeaways from Let's say twenty twenty plus a little bit the first quarter of twenty twenty one. Except for uh, we're glad it's over.
1: So I um, I would say um, the the Clark funding round was a huge one. The um, maybe and also one of the most recent ones, I guess. Right, it happened in in January. I I happened to interview um, Marco Adelt, Um and I think Joe also you you also you talked to um, Christopher Oster, right? Yes,
0: talked second time to the CEO. yeah
1: yeah, so my biggest highlight would be Clark's funding round, and it's interesting that a that a Chinese investor had a he was not the only one but had the majority stake uh, the majority investment, I guess that and I think we have quite a lot of cool online video formats. From uh, the startup Safari and TechWatt here, so I and we, we have a lot of video content um, from various podcasts. So I think we we besides the funding rounds, we also had um, quite a lot to see and hear, and uh, I'm sure it helps the ecosystem a lot to um, be more on display online and reach a wider audience when we get more content out.
3: Okay. If, uh, if I may, uh, adding on, Clark, that it's a big, uh, flagship, let's call it. There is a second one that I would highlight, WinCopter, obviously, um, that, yeah, just raised 22 million recently this first quarter of the year. Um, but all in all, I think, um, there is a, a study from the, that is called Essence Startup Monitor that highlights that, uh, maybe uh, in terms of rounds uh, and business angel activity, uh, the region had a very good performance. I think what we have been lacking, it's really access to venture capital. And although we highlighted Clark and WingCopter, uh, maybe these are just two uh, small examples. So we need more um, cases like these ones. Um And this is highlighted in the Essence Startup Monitor, um, the lack of venture capital in the region. Hopefully we can change it through the year. um,
2: And that would be one of my takeaways. My main takeaway from 2020, like, you know, talking on a certain, uh, maybe on a a different level to startup founders, to also Christopher and uh, uh, so on. These... uh, 2010 from a founder's perspective was one where you can get lots of validation from your autonomy sense. You know, uh, there were lots of founders that I know that have relied largely on big customers or largely on customers that uh, are ha- governmental customers or lar- or customers that well uh, were institutional. And there were a, uh, these, these companies ran into a lot of prob- a lot of troubles in uh, the second uncertain time started. So, um, I, if you look at the startups that actually succeeded from a uh, turnover standpoint and succeeded from actually business operations, uh, the were actually those that had a large a large following of customers that had, uh, let's say, a product that was uh, developed in a very progressive manner that wasn't looking too tightly into compliance and regulations and so on simply simply put because at the time uncertainty started everyone uh, those large institutions became unreliable partners um and that is something that uh is something that most founders like in the have in their gut feeling uh when they run their company um simply because uh I want to be on my own. I do my own stuff. uh, is uh, one of the key mantras as a founder. And well, having the government basically not doing proper support for the uh, for the SMEs, having uh, the government fail in many many respects, uh, is something where many entrepreneurs stepped up, stepped in. If you look at the restaurant, uh, the business that was started around trying to uh, help with restaurant coupon payments and so on. Um, there were lots, a lot of very good initiatives I saw from the startup scene this year, obviously some grifters as well, you can't keep them off, but still, um, there was something that was kind of the most negative aspect that you couldn't rely on the large institutions, but you could rely on like the, uh, actual people on the ground. And it was something that I, uh, found really positive. Mm -hmm. Indeed,
3: the the way that startups got involved uh, in trying to find solutions for the bigger issues with COVID, not only really health solutions but all in all for social for all the business fields was great so uh, me as a founder i took part of the you versus virus but there was a version as well in germany um, and the amount of startups founders that got involved the amount of solutions that were put in practice in such a short amount of time yeah i think it showed how our ecosystem can create really tangible and quick value to to the humanity and that is a good sign or the good side of
0: the coin personally for me uh two of the highlights have been uh more a little bit on the less well-known side, one of them was Evoca. They are actually a Lennox startup headquartered in London, but they decided for Frankfurt as their Germany base and they raised for this one, 100 million euros to hand it out as credit, as a venture debt, as a credit lines and so on and so forth. That was very interesting for me as well as Selective. They are uh, in the field of index providers, think S&P, Dow Jones, um, stocks, and so on. And basically those guys um, have been more or less a financial institution, uh, financial service provider, a technical service provider, however you wanna call it, and they reinvented themselves as a fintech and raised 50 million. Of course, you'll find both links down here. And that, especially of Soul Active, was something very encouraging for me because I do see a lot of potential of a little bit more established companies reinventing themselves as startups, maybe even in the process becoming a little bit more dynamic. Um, Also, admittedly, together with Mario and uh, Paul, we are running Rhein-Main VC and I've been tracking the VC funding rounds here in the greater Rhein-Main area, which we define as approximately one hour away by car from Frankfurt. It's a little bit smaller than the definition of Silicon Valley, but nonetheless, it's a pretty broad one for Germany. And of course, we do this driving uh, Outside the rush hour, because in rush hour you don't get out of the Frankfurt city limits, <laughs> and, uh, and you don't get don't yeah. get out of San Francisco either. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, right, right, j- j- totally right. Um, and uh, ba- basically, that, that's the definition we had at the startups, the 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 um, companies, the tech companies in their race. More than one billion U.S. dollars, which is a little bit below one billion euros due to exchange rate, and um, the mo- the biggest driver was bio and tech. And without them, without the funding of the vaccine, t- uh, which they co-developed together with Pfizer, we would have been we would have taken a real dive in terms of funding for the Rhine Main area. Did any of guy? you guys know of any like VC rounds without mentioning the startup that got busted that didn't go through or that got smaller due to corona?
1: I I did hear of one funding round that um just got uh pushed into the future. So because that founder that I will not mention my name He said that in 2020, things were too unstable, so he didn't want it with the funding round in 2020. But they're working on it now, and uh, uh, I could imagine in the next months you will hear about it. I deduce from
0: your saying uh, that they did not need the funding round, fortunately.
1: Not really, but it it was on the agenda for 2020, actually. But like so many things, it got... uh, got, um, yeah, pushed into the future. Yeah, like the, the same with me. Like from the
2: chatter that I've been picking up, uh, you have lots of postponement, but also valuation changes wildly in both directions. Like um, you saw, uh, there were uh, in those discussions, like people say, hey, I could like get 1.5x to 3x of the valuation I had before Corona, um, simply because they were doing online first, digital first kind of business, and that was just enough. Compared to uh, other other stuff, but uh, in general, the multi- many people are trying just to stretch their cash flow to get the runway longer. Um, it's one of the reasons, like the that's one of the things where basically the government incentives of having uh, I'm not sure what the English term is kurzarbeit, um, where that was actually used by multiple startups that I know to stretch their runway a little bit further um so uh that's i think par for the course the um question is just will we see will we see that you know same with the uh with the sme and business uh, small businesses will we see then a spike in uh picking up uh, and deal, uh, deal flow picking up or will it just remain the same and you have just this invisible glut of startups that just never had you know their um pace picking up because what you du- during the pandemic like i've heard lots of rumors hey i'm starting something new during the pandemic so um lots a of, lot of people were listening to the uh advice of who was it i think uh, Andreessen Horowitz basically said that uh a crisis is always the best time to start a company and uh, so that is something that i've like in my circles i heard i heard a lot that's like i don't know Four, four CEOs, I know, CEOs or CXOs who left companies to start something on their own uh, personally. And I'm very interested in looking at what's coming out of this because if you don't have any kids, this is a very Zen kind of way of thinking about your business. Like um, putting this big asterisk behind that. Um, I'm really like parents out there, I feel you. Um. Indeed, Indeed, Mario, Uh, I can relate to that a lot.
3: (laughs) So it's not the easiest time to start your own startup when you have kids full-time at your place and in my case i have four so it's been very hard um but i relate a lot to what you're saying and indeed that for example founders institute uh we work with the very early stage founders uh and adeo already our ceo always says that it's the best time to start uh startups it's now but it's Unfortunately, it's very hard. It's been very hard with the founders that we have been working with. It's very hard to motivate them to keep uh, moving forward. Uh, The uncertainty, although some people like to see uncertainty and changes as a good way to to, to find solutions, for some others, it's hard uh, to cope with that. Um, From the investor perspective, the amount of money that is sitting around is huge so investors want to 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 invest (laughs) they stopped somehow because what they have been asking to uh, sometimes they are not getting the right answers because yeah because founders cannot give the the answers that they want so my prediction is that uh, the the investments for the upcoming quarters will increase hopefully um but I relate to a lot to what you said, Mario. <laughs> I,
0: I, I really burst out laughing when he said it's really a send time for everybody without children. Yes. Um, many people may already know that I have a son and actually he's a very active guy. The kindergarten teacher just said he's now there for two months. So she has to, to retire two years earlier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so he's a very active guy and basically, uh, as as Pedro says, you really feel the difference when you have him at home for quite some time. Uh, I would also like to add what I just wrote down. Kurzarbeit uh, is a government-backed scheme where they take over a little uh, parts of the salary of an employee so he can stay on the payroll, but not for 100% of the costs. So companies get to keep the people um, on the payroll instead of just firing them, Um many people who will uh, frequent listeners to startup will already know this. And uh, talking about uh, Mario's term uh, again, I do believe there will be spike. It will either be a spike in investment, it will be a spike in mergers and acquisition, or it will be a spike in insolvencies. I actually hope for the first and fear the last, but the truth will be most likely somewhere in the middle. I do believe.
2: And to be honest, I think all of those will happen at the very same time. Um, no, like honestly, the um, if I just from the talks I've had, you've just have a large group of Corona Corona winners, just people who get better valuations, people who are more adapted to this kind of working. You know. With our company, like we've been one of the first bigger SaaS companies in Germany, it just works. Like our whole company was like remote first for like the past four years. From their setup, obviously we had an office, we do do things, but still uh, our companies were. I would put us in the winners bucket, but um, if I look at the other companies and the discussions I've had, there is a there is a. Stake of people who simply had no opportunity to make much turnover. Uh, their opportunities, they've tried. Have like they had to iterate and pivot in a crazy amount of time. It didn't work out that well. Their uh, their partners crapped on them. Like lots of those stories as well. And then you also have the um, stories where um, the 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 well the numbers change just as much. To push them into an m and territory where it just makes sense, or where the deal pl- uh, deal making, re- raising capital just makes sense now, where it didn't before, and probably wouldn't in six years. So um, I think you will see, like, especially also, um, there's also this. Um, I don't know if you uh, if you would agree, Pedro, but from my feeling, there is a, sig- a cyclical, hap- a cyclical, um, well development around startups and right now like the past i don't know 12 months the next 12 months is right now uh, the end of a seven-year period for lots of startups where you see now like lots of the founders that i've like let's say grown up within the startup community are now in their first exit or have just done their first exit are in their MA talks these kinds of things so um lots of companies are in the process of growing up now they would have also without corona But um, like I said, the the shifting of the numbers, the slightly shifting of the numbers, the devaluation of money, the uh, higher valuation of uh, tech companies in in general pushes everything towards that a little bit earlier. So it feels like we're going to see lots of exits, lots of insolvencies, and also lots of, well, great uh, turnover win strategies. So I'm I'm, I'm really confident it's going to happen all at the same time. And if you then look at the macroeconomical picture of small businesses that are going to have to file for insolvency over the next six months, the economy is going to look like a roller coaster. This 2021 is going to like the numbers in 2021 are going to be crazy. I'm really looking forward to the 2021 review. Just so I'm not the guy having to go through this roller coaster. I want to be at the end of it. Um, it's going to be really interesting. Yes, I, I would agree, Mario. And, and the funny thing
0: was, Mario was talking and Pedro and I were nodding, like totally yes. synchronized <laughs> without any agreement. <laughs> yeah, uh, to- uh, totally agree on that. Um, We're already in the 2021 outlook. I think we'll do the review maybe next year again for Easter, if you guys would like to come. And um, ju- just having a little bit Outlook for, at approximately one year. Uh, Maya already said lots of mergers, investments, and um, insolvencies. I really hope the mergers and investments drive the t- next generation of entrepreneurs because I found it very interesting. Useful and insightful to kind of track like the first wave of entrepreneurs successful in Berlin who made an exit, who made a merger. Um, they then set up, uh, their own, um, VC fund being a business angel, super angel or something like this. And that's a development I really do expect to take hold in Frankfurt starting like until Easter and will then keep developing hopefully because I do believe that that's the right way to go that's how a startup hub will be actually growing especially due to lack of uh, support here around from uh, public sources
2: another interesting aspect uh, that I wanted to want to bring up um, last November Starlink opened offices in Frankfurt that is something where uh, it may be under underlooked but overlooked but Having those kinds of players recruit people, pulling them into the area uh, is something where, hey, I've worked for Starling for six months, like Elon corporate is not my kind of thing. But still, at this point, living in the area is attracting high potentials to an area which is very interesting for startups as well, Um, because as usual that like the war for talents in Frankfurt is high in general, because you have these large financial institutions who are paying top dollar for uh, good people. And on the other hand of the, uh, on the other side, you have startups who are doing very innovative stuff. Um, and now having like, let's say the cream of the crop of tech companies trying to hire here, using their strategies to hire here, their kind of salaries will pull, uh, will pull right kind of people here. So I'm always find these notes were uh, noteworthy because, um, well then you see you get those we uh, get those CVs that include Tesla Starling, whatsoever. Um that's always valuable to um have people from that kind of uh experience in the area.
0: I have a really devious mind and I was wondering if you already have posters uh on the opposite street side of the Starlink exit, uh fastbill is hiring or if you have a headhunter
2: luring around there, Mario. <laughs> uh you you have to you have, like uh, you have to wait for Elon to burn them down a little bit like, they they have to like the he needs to put their stamp on them, but, uh they're just they've i think they just rented the office uh it's um the office is opposite of the old Visual west office like uh if i remember correct
1: at Mainzer Anstraße, yeah
2: yeah so uh i drove by there like every day and our office is like in walking distance so uh I should probably do that. So yeah,
0: <laughs> we'll all be on the lookout. If any of us, like Christian, Pedro, or I, see some uh, fast bill recruiting posters next to their exit, we'll post about it. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. But I do agree with Mario as well. So on this point, because indeed the startup ecosystem is not only uh, built of the the startups itself. Also, big corporations have a role on this, and I think in 2020 with a lot of good examples of big international players that settled uh, in our region. Uh, and this, as Mario highlighted with Starlink, is a, a good way to boost uh, the ecosystem, make it more international, to bring more um, cases uh, uh, and indeed also diversifies a bit, so because we are known a lot by being a fintech up uh, and so on. Uh, but if we look at the type of companies that came from abroad, to the region, we have people from fintech, yes, but we have a lot on uh, logistics, medicine, um, yeah, energy, uh, automotive. So there are so many big corporations coming to the region uh, that I'm also looking forward to see what happens now in 2021 because uh, indeed last year we had a big bunch, a big group of uh, uh, good examples. Um, for example, TikTok was also being discussed to come here to the region. I guess the decision was not taken. Uh, but yeah, there were multiple discussions about big corporates that could come here to the region. And let's see if this year we will have some more surprise.
2: I mean, um, we managed this far to talk to not talk about BioNTech. Um, I'm kind of happy about that because... Uh, they are obviously the large elephant in the room like company for minds saving the world like should kind of uh focus on that a little bit because uh it also um highlights a little bit the uh, from this angle of uh looking mm-hmm. at uh hr and looking at people being sucked into the region the amount of money that like they gained in the past 12 months is like enormous. You can't like fathom like the billions of euros that are that were made in the past 12 months by BioNTech. So um, I personally know people uh, that have been recruited by them or that uh, I know a couple that went ca- came from India uh, to uh, look at for flats around mines um, to uh, work for BioNTech. So they are also like sucking in companies, uh, sucking in people. Um, and they're going to be like. Maybe not in the straight-up tech space, but in the larger ecosystem, they're going to be present. Um, That's also something I find very, very interesting. Um, Also, as they are not just in mines. Like... uh,
0: at the point of recording this on uh, March 23rd, um, uh, they IPO'd in October 2019 Biontech at Nasdaq for $13.82, and right now they are trading at $107. US dollars. That is what Mario referring to. Christian, you've been awfully quiet. What's your take?
1: My My take on what?
0: everything, especially the outlook. P- Petro has been has been very good in just uh, touching a little bit that he expects more corporates to show up. He wasn't very specific on his uh, startup forecast, but I totally do understand that forecasts are always difficult, especially concerning the future.
1: <laughs> so I, uh, a personal impression of mine was and is that um, a lot of founders in Frankfurt in the area do not such a good job at being present online, on uh, sharing um, work in progress, ideas, uh, thoughts for the future online. And there, I feel like of, uh, a lot of them have like the bare minimum, a LinkedIn profile and and a whole page of their startup, and and that's fine. You you get information by um, reading about that, but I would like to see if I can formulate it as a as a wish uh, from the community, I would like to see a bit more um, content online of them. And I also mean like, um, sharing, retweeting, sharing on LinkedIn, adding some thoughts to articles to what's happening, you know, a bit more activity that would have the um, the Rhine Main Valley there, the Frankfurt Valley to be more um, on display online.
0: Actually, Christian, I always love to say um, Frankfurt has beautiful places. Unfortunately, it's very good in hiding them. The same holds true for good entrepreneurs.
1: Yeah, so would you, what would be formats or um, things the founders could do? I think I like these little personal homepages that uh, a ton of founders from the from the US, from the UK have, where you just have a little bio um ways how to get in touch with them and then maybe some links to, to blog articles or where they have been on, on podcasts.
0: Yeah, blogs, activities, social media, everything. Mario?
2: like Honestly, honestly, I think this is kind of coming, but we are the opposite of Berlin. So, um, in Berlin, if you have like a non-successful Android app in the store, you have like this long CV blog post page. You move to Frankfurt to escape those people. So um, lots of founders that I've talked to over the years, like I remember having a discussion with um, uh, the founder, founder of BuyVIP uh, and Pippa and Jean. now. Um, he he basically said that like, if I want to, want to go to a startup event every night and if I want to present myself to the public and so on, I moved about it. Because then I can not work and just be, exi- exist as a startup person. Um, and like find, striking a good balance between those two is extremely hard. And for people who just want to work and just focus, laser focus on getting their stuff done, uh, Frankfurt is just a very like, productive place to be. Meaning that if you are attracted to Frankfurt, you are most likely of the kind of person who aren't very good. With uh, this personal branding stuff, but it's coming. Like there's people like Marina uh, who's like coaching startup founders uh, with person with regards to personal brand uh, branding, and there's some people. Zein. Yeah, she's she's amazing at that. Um, so uh, she's she wrote a book on the topic. Um, I'm like I know it, 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 our CEO has it on his desk, so. I, I, I know it's a topic. I know we need to get this done in a better way. Uh, it's just that from the like uh, from the pre-selection of founders that you have to work with here, uh, you work with founders who are kind of uh, trying to work uh, to not work another two hours a day just on their uh, personal profile. But we should definitely get there because it's as I understand uh, as I see it as well. It is important not only for like newsy. Tidbits, but it's important as a um, lighthouse tower. It's important to like as a north star for other people who uh, start at the beginning of the, at the edges of the ecosystem, who uh, n- need to know that there's people like in walking distance that have the experience of multiple exit rounds, have the experience of an IPOing a company, and so all of things that are in this area. Like you have, uh, like the um, you have people from the, the 360T still in the area who technically are reachable. So um, there's lots of, lots of, lots of, lots of experience in the area. You just, it, it's like uh, Jörn says, it's just hidden very well.
0: Last, there's lots of money. And unfortunately, um, that is not going into the right direction, meaning the startups or the startup media because I do believe if they uh, if the region would have invested in like a cohesive strategy th- something like a hamburg startups munich startups are doing they would be much further ahead but unfortunately I don't see anything going in this directive but christian sorry to interrupt you go ahead
1: yeah, I, I didn't necessarily mean a a cohesive, well thought out personal brand, but just a little more information online would be a a good and easy first step. It's easier than ever to to share and to um to be more on display online. But but I I I I know what you're saying, Mario. I agree.
3: I also I also agree with you, Christian, on that. And I would, if I mm, would give two cents on the topic, would be to also do it not only in German but in English as well, because when you, a person like me that has contacts in multiple hubs, normally people don't know what it's happening about our region. So why? Normally I tell them, well, there is a lot happening. <laughs> I always tend either to address them to Frankfurt Valley or to Startup Radio, obviously, um, but I would be extremely happy that more the founders would start uh, having their own content generated as well in English because then the international investors, the international media, the international consumer uh, can get aware of uh, really uh, the potential and what's happening, the success stories and so on. Because if we only do it in German, sometimes only... um, the dach region will be able to uh, understand it uh, so yeah my two cents on what you just said
0: yes totally agree plus um you you also um you um, but you then have another problem because the german speaking sources they usually quoted they usually used in the German startup media. But if you're an English source like me, you get reach out from uh, all the public broadcasters. You get reach out from like Financial Times or something like this. But uh, never any like local or region newspaper even reached out to me, even though a few... Um, mailed out directly to me. And one of them even um, uh, uh, mentioned us on Twitter that we helped him to understand the business model of a very complex startup from the area around here. So I, I do believe there are issues on all sides and we cannot solve them. We just can highlight them here. Guys, um, we are running very short. I only have four minutes left in your valuable time that are scheduled for me and the review. Um, do you have some final thoughts closing words inspiration something like this please feel free to go ahead uh christian you usually you're the last one to speak you want to start at the beginning
1: at the first at in the beginning i was the first one to speak so um i think this would be my 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 ask or my let's call it inspiration um for people in the area also just people interested in the in this in the startup uh, ecosystem Go online, reach out to people, write online, share your thoughts and and get in contact. We have really great, um, opportunities online and it's easier than ever to reach out to people. So, so do that, be active online. So, um, I think my
2: closing words would be, uh, that I, what I've referred to earlier that, uh, there's some, uh, there's a, if you're feeling hopeless, uh, that I don't know, your startup doesn't work or something, uh, try to find hope inside. Don't look for hope outside. Don't look for support elsewhere. It's like everything you need to succeed in your business is like right where you're sitting. You just need a computer and, uh, don't like delude yourself into thinking that, uh, there's going to be some key keystone customer or some i don't know institutional operator that's going to fix your business problems send you the money that you need and so on uh, 20 2020 and 2021 is a, is a wake up call for everyone to be a little bit more self sufficient uh, to look into uh, look for them uh, to themselves when it comes for support and that is something where uh, I think we can all learn and become more resilient in the future. Um, yeah, that's something it might look it might sound a little bit dark, but I'm actually happy about this happening the way it does it's a it, it could have been less soft for certain people um, so I'm really happy about the way uh, we we're, we're positioned as an area as a digital hub um, and you see that with companies like Starlink moving to us.
0: Pedro, closing words.
3: Okay, yeah, I would like to make two um, uh, highlights. One is related to the topic that I mentioned in the beginning, the access to venture capital. So there was indeed already in this quarter a uh, very good news. I think the, um, the announcement of the SCN R- regional Growth Fund from Futury uh, that indeed has a total of 60 million uh, and um, it's based off uh, multiple Corporates that are putting uh, money into the basket, from Deutsche Börse to Fresenius, Merck, uh, Deutsche Bank, and so on, Minova, and many more. Uh, I think this fund ultimately can bring some good example uh, of how investment in the future could bring. More uh, startups and projects to the region. Uh, I'm really curious to see uh, in which companies they will invest. So they invested already uh, in Wingcopter, but I'm looking forward to see which projects they will invest um, further ahead. Uh, but to link to, to 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 this to the discussion and the point that Mario also said about the COVID and the resilience, uh, I really think that this is the year where we could see more and more um, impact and uh, sustainability projects coming up. So projects that really address the SDGs. um, And I think we are forced to do it. So uh, I'm really looking forward to see Uh, all the different initiatives that we have that are pushing this uh, and we have many examples in our region but as well internationally Um, and I think that I believe that with changes uh, there are a lot of chances so I'm really uh, positive that uh, we will have some in one year or maybe two we will have a good review out of this conversation that we had right now. So hopefully I'm positive that uh, there will be some more winners out of this um, this phase, this crisis. Awesome.
0: Great closing words. We'd like to end on a high note here at L and Pedro did this very well. Guys, thank you very much for being here. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you very much. Auf Wiedersehen. Bye-bye. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Goodbye. Ciao.
2: Auf Wiedersehen. If you are a professional looking at
0: the European startup scene, Germany is a place you cannot miss. Fortunately for you, there is startuprad.io, the authority on German startups. This English-only podcast brings you fresh interviews each week. Most likely you have never heard or read anything on startups before in English, but you
1: will in the future. Be ahead of the curve and subscribe to Startuprad.eo podcast or check for the startuprad.io internet radio station. Check your Alexa for the startuprad.io skill as well.